The following audio was recorded at Stone Oak Bible Church. For more information about our church or for more resources, visit us at stoneoakbible.com. Well, church, I hope that you've had a great Christmas. And listen, wherever you are this morning, wherever you're joining us from, I want to welcome you here. I'm excited for this morning. And what we're going to do here in this moment, this time that we have, is I want to take a look at a a scene in, in the Bible, a story in the Bible from Luke 10. And it's one of those short moments in Jesus's life that if you almost, if you blink, you miss it. But what I want us to do is kind of take a moment to just pause and to reflect in this story, to, to sit with this story a bit. So let me do this. Let me start us off, and I want to read it together. This comes from Luke 10, verse 38 through 42. It says this, Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now, don't miss this because this is not a story against um, housework, uh, against hospitality. This is not a story against responsibilities or doing the things that you need to get done. No. And this is also not a story that should cause us to look at Martha and say, look at that heathen, that sinner. I'm glad I'm not like her. Poor Martha, right? It's, it's not that either. What this story does is, it, is Jesus here causes us to look deeper into this, this moment. And this story is a bit of a, of a cautionary Tale. And, and so I want us to start from, from the beginning here. And I, I, I want you to notice, it was Martha, church, who went out of her way to ask Jesus into her home. Like it was Martha who showed hospitality to, to Jesus here in our story. Notice in verse 38. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And, and look at this. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. It was Martha who went out of her way um, to see Jesus's physical needs and to welcome Jesus in and to serve him. I mean, that's all good so far, right? It was Martha who did this. But Martha, as we read in this story, has a sister and sister's name is Mary. We see that in verse 39. We see Mary and what do we see her doing? Who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Now, 
when the King of Kings and the, the Lord of Lords, the, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Christ, when he is coming over to your house, there are things to do. There are things to do. I mean, if any one of you were to come into my home, there are things that I would want to do. I'd want to make sure it's straightened up, make sure I have some waters maybe, make sure, you know, I want to make sure that you feel welcomed, right? That you feel welcomed. And, and I would go through and make sure that I'm being a good host. Well, well, imagine the King of Kings, like Jesus coming over to my house. Like there are things that, that I would want to do. And, and yet Mary, here in this, in this story, she doesn't seem to see any of that. She doesn't seem to think that way. And she's just completely just overwhelmed, wrapped up, sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to him as he teaches. She's so caught up that nothing else matters. But not Martha. Martha, we read this in the beginning of verse 40, but Martha, what, was distracted with much serving. She's distracted with much serving. Again, again, if Jesus is coming over to my house, there are things to do. And Martha, Martha was making sure that all of those things were getting done. She was making sure, she was preparing the room for Christ. She was was being a good host. There was this to do and that to do. And then she needed to prepare this and and that, right? And you you have to feel her frustration, right? You, you have to feel her frustration. I mean, she has just this checklist of things that need to be done, right? And, and to host Jesus well in her home. And, and Mary, what's Mary doing? Nothing. She's doing nothing. She's sitting there. She's just sitting there. And, and you got to feel her frustration. I mean, Mary, pull some weight here. Help a sister out here, right? You, you feel that. And, and then like any good sister would do, what do we read in our story? She tattles. She tattles on her sister. We read this in verse 40. She went up to him, that's Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sisters left me to serve alone? Tell her then, tell her, Jesus, to help me. How relatable is that? I mean, this is like, this is just like tattling 101 here. How relatable is this? Do you not care, Jesus? If you do, would you make her do something? Would you make her get up? Would you tell her? Again, so relatable. And this is the moment where we get to zoom in on Jesus' words. In, In verse 41, Jesus says this, The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. I want to take a moment and, and just take that in, because I, I believe this is exactly what we need to hear together this morning. The truth is, is that we have a lot of Marthas. We, um, including myself, right? Um, We have many who are anxious and who are troubled about many things, even many good things, many good things. Remember, Martha was wanting to host Jesus, right? To host Jesus well in her home. That's a good thing. She was giving herself 
to a good thing. And, and for many of us, our plates are full of good things. Our calendars are full. Our schedules are full. And more than that, we are stressed over and we are anxious even over good things. And, and yet, in all of the hustle and, and all of the, the craziness over the good things, we miss the thing. We miss the thing. And Jesus speaks directly to that tendency in my heart and in our hearts. And he offers so much clarity and grace. And he, and he says, one thing is necessary. One thing. And guess what? Mary, the one sitting here, she chose the good thing. She chose the good portion. The one thing that is necessary. In other words, Martha, you were thinking, hey, when the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Christ, Messiah comes over, there are things to do. And Jesus here is reminding us, no, no, no. When I show up, Jesus says, there is one thing that you are to do. There is one thing, one necessary thing, and that is to sit at his feet. It's to listen and to be present there in that moment. There's a line of a song that has stuck out um, just for many, many years. has stuck with me. And it's an old, older song by, by Shane and Shane. And this is before they um, got signed. This is back when they were leading worship at AM. And um, so deep track here. But there's this, one, there's this one line in this song where they say, Your child is busy with the work of God and taking you for granted. Then they say, Lord, my serving you replaced me knowing you. There is so much there, but have you been there? Have you, have you been there? When we get so busy, we get, we get, when all of our time, when our lives, when our calendars fill up and they fill up with good things, when, when, when sometimes even the good things that we're doing, we're doing for God. We're doing God good things, right? And we get so set on this. And right there in the midst of the busyness, Jesus says, he speaks and he says, one thing is necessary. And Mary chose the good thing that won't be taken away. Listen, this story is really about two things. Two things in this story. Presence and priority. The first one is, is presence. What did Mary choose? What was the good thing, the necessary thing that Mary chose? It was presence. It was being present with. And so I want to unpack this a little bit with an with a example of the importance of presence. Um, many of you have probably um, been to a lunch or maybe a dinner uh, with someone. You sit at the table, and although they're present with you in person, like physically, they're anything but present with you, like mentally and emotionally. I mean, maybe it's one of those things where, where they're, they're on their phone and they're like texting or emailing or the worst is just the constant scrolling. Maybe that's what they're doing. But, but whatever it is, they're just not there. They're present with you physically. But everywhere but there mentally, right? Have you been there? It's not a very fun lunch, let me tell you. And I want to compare that 
to now, if you've ever been to lunch with someone, you sit across the table and they're not only there physically, they are there all in with you emotionally and mentally. You don't even know where your phone is. And, and you lose track of time and, and, and you're just there enjoying the presence of this person. Church, that's a different, those are two different experiences altogether. And what is the difference between those two experiences? It's presence. It's full in presence. And so my question is, when is the last time that you have done this and, and, and just been in the presence of Jesus, even lost track of time and lost track of where your phone is, in the presence of Jesus, just being all in. One of the greatest things about our God and one of the things that we've talked about so much in Advent is the fact that our God is not distant. Our God is not removed. But what we talked about in Advent is Emmanuel, God with us, God present with us. And here's my fear that over time, that our relationship with our God can kind of start to become transactional or maybe uh, task-oriented, that our relationship with Him is, is kind of boils down to, you know, God, uh, I, I'm here. Sometimes I read for you. Sometimes I ask you for things, but I, I try to do the things you tell me to do. I try to live my life like you tell me to live. I go to church. And it all boils down into this kind of task-oriented relationship. And here, Jesus' statement just pierces right through that. Because what is the good portion? What is the what is the... What is this presence and this stillness that we see here sitting at Jesus' feet? Where, where is that? Where is that presence in your life, in your walk with, with Jesus? Um, do you have that kind of experience with your God? Because here's the thing. Here's the most incredible thing. Because of the work of Jesus and because him sending the Spirit, the Holy Spirit to indwell us, because of that, this is what you're invited to. You are invited into not just a transactional relationship with your God, but you are invited into an intimate, real presence relationship with your God. That's the power of the gospel, the power of the gospel, not just serving him, not just serving for him, but knowing him, knowing him. In other words, Jesus invites you to be merry. In this story, he invites you um, to put away the excuses that you may have to be Martha and to be Mary. And, and here's the thing. You might hear that and think, well, how? How on earth do you do that with all the things that need to get done? Well, I mentioned this is about two things, presence and priority. I want to talk now about the importance of priority in, in this. This story reveals how we can often prioritize things. If you, if you look again, he says, one thing is necessary, meaning one thing among the other things. This is a priority statement. He, he says, uh, Mary has chosen the, the good portion, meaning Mary chose the good thing among the other things, the good portion among the other portions. This church is a priority statement here. To state it directly, I mean, think about this. Mary and Martha had the same tasks, the same options, the same decisions before them. Serve tables, prepare the house, clean the house, 
sit with Jesus, listen to Jesus, right? They had all these things that they could choose from. But here's the difference. Even though they both had the same options, what we see in this story is they chose different priorities in this story. We see, we see Martha prioritized differently than Mary, and Mary prioritized differently than, than Martha. We have Martha prioritizing doing, and we have Mary prioritizing being, being with. Now, this is in no way to encourage laziness at all. Um, this is not a story that is against hospitality, responsibility, or anything like that. Because, but this is a story of priority and presence. And to state this differently, this is a story that shows us the priority of presence. The priority of presence. Uh, all the other stuff are going to fade and responsibilities are going to come and they're going to go. But one thing is going to stay, and that's presence. Jesus says, this will not be taken away from her. Here's my encouragement. Today, each day, is, is to choose the priority of presence. Uh, listen, knowing Jesus leads to serving Jesus. But don't flip those, because just doing things for Jesus, serving Jesus without knowing him, it leads to pride it leads to arrogance, burnout. It, it, it leads to emptiness. So carve out, protect time when and where we can sit at the feet of Jesus. Sit at his feet, not focused on doing things or what's next or anything like that, but focused in on just the priority of presence. So as we come into this new year, hear me, as we come into this new year, here's my challenge to you. I want you to channel your inner Mary and to tell your inner Martha to chill. Channel the inner Mary and to tell your inner Martha to chill because here's the reality. Presence is the good portion. Presence with Christ is the good portion, the necessary thing, the thing that will never be taken away from you.